Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Joe Ryan, good morning to you, Joe. Good morning, Alan. You're absolutely correct. Uh, we're extremely lucky. Uh, there are many, many counties don't have a general hospital uh, where they have to, uh, particularly I'm thinking about in, in the Midwest, where for uh, accident and emergencies, they have to travel significant distances. Uh, it would be unconscionable for us to be left without the sort of level of facilities that a month ago, through no fault or own, through an accident of God, that uh, we were uh, deprived of uh, and I know that Brendan Howland, Deputy Brendan Howland and George Lawler are working assiduously on this matter and I would hope that the matter is brought to a resolution as soon as possible. But as it was stated quite clearly in Council Chamber, like everybody needs to get on board this to, to support it and it's, it's uh, and I think everyone agrees it's, it's, it's not a political issue it's, it's a general issue that as I mentioned that match, it was at that match when that young man got injured, like he was literally within two, three minutes of the hospital and Ger was actually there, Ger was a paramedic he's one of the mentors on our Ladies Island team and luckily he was there but like these are the situations that are now arising which means it's paramount to get our emergency department back open as quickly as possible when it is safe to do so Indeed and uh, you're you're absolutely correct you know when I was on on Wexford Borough Council as a juice bee you know we used to say when it came to maybe uh, providing infrastructure locally there's no such thing as a labour or a Fine Gael or a Fianna Fáil uh, piece of infrastructure it was there for everyone and uh, we're extremely lucky uh, to, to, to have this and what we have it's not a question of what we have we hold but it's what we have we expand on we get the additional resources there's an opportune time to put the whole lot together and get that done yeah, and the caller, as I said, I got savage yesterday because I kept mentioning the hospital. And I make no apologies about no, you it. You shouldn't. Uh, a caller said, keep the pressure on. The hospital is as vital a service for everyone in the county. Okay. Right, the other big talking point was raised at council chamber again yesterday is the housing crisis. And uh, I mean, um, you were a former councillor mm. and sometimes councillors come in for criticism. But I have to tell you, uh, um, I have the utmost admiration for all of them because on a daily basis, a bit like local radio presenters, you hear... Uh, on the ground what people are thinking and saying and then it's up to you as a councillor or me as a radio presenter to try and get the message across to the benefit of people in the in the county uh, and what was coming across crystal clear at the moment is we have a major crisis with housing in this county I mean I heard passionate pleas from the likes of Jack Sarones and Jim Codd and, and lots of other people I, I, Pitt Breen from all parties and individuals uh, about what they're dealing with on the ground and it is a massive crisis now you're making a stand as a peace commissioner in one area when it comes to the possible eviction of people from their homes at the end of March. What what is the stand you're making? Indeed. Can I just sort of say that um, uh, as part of the process, and this might uh, feel quite technical to many uh, listeners, uh, as part of the process of a landlord in the case of an individual who has a no-fault lease, uh, presently covered by the the ban on on no-fault evictions, uh, you're required to produce a document called a statutory declaration. I'm two things. Uh, I'm a Peace Commissioner and I'm also a Commissioner for Oats. A statutory declaration is a document that a person has to sign in many, many walks of life to say what they say is is, is the truth. And when a an eviction or a, a person, a landlord wants to, to, to uh, regain access to their property, they must provide the tenant with a statutory declaration in the case of two scenarios. Number one, where they require the property to be provided for a relative. Number two, where they intend to put the, the property on the market. So for anyone who is in, who is presently covered by the ban since last October, uh, they're, they're in a lease that goes back to 
before June of 2022, any landlord presenting will have to uh, a notice to quit will have to to, to uh, provide a, a statutory declaration. And statutory declarations can be signed by peace commissioners, commissioners' votes, notary publics, and, and solicitors. I'm one of the commission, the commissioners' votes and peace commissioners on record who simply decided that w- when this resumes, we will not sign them. Have you ever had to sign one? I've ha- signed them in the past, and uh, there, again, you you listen to the, the, the case. I mean, I, I can think of general scenarios where uh, a couple themselves were renting because they'd returned to County Wexford, and they were renting out their family home in another part of the country, and they wanted to buy a house, which is something I I, I, I can understand. And in that scenario, the they wanted to sell that, so so they need to get possession. So I mean, there 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 are genuine reasons why people will want to to sell, but but what we're told by the the landlords uh, organisation is that many of these people who we shall call accidental landlords uh, are now gone from the market, and. If accidental landlords are, are mostly going, if not gone, uh, then it means that they won't necessarily be looking to provide a house for either relative. Mm. And uh, as as a consequence, uh, it it probably is is greater uh, reason to think that the the motive to to dispose of property will be to sell. I mean, what you're doing, Joe, is a token. Will it be? Is it a token gesture? If if you don't sign this form, then what happens? Well, presumably, someone can go off to a solicitor and incur the cost of what a solicitor would do, and they probably are better off maybe seeking legal advice. But but I simply don't want to be part of this. Yeah. Um, I know that the 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 uh, scenario is that you get a six month uh, notice to quit, and people are talking about you know well the first of, of April. So from the first of April, someone will probably have to be vacated premises by the 1st of October. Now, anyone in the property business will tell you it's extremely difficult to sell a house November, December. And to leave a house empty and someone looking while there is a need for housing, possibly that might not have the sale complete and all the paperwork done and ready for uh, maybe someone else to, to enter in maybe early 2024. I don't think it's the right time to be doing something like that. Yeah. So, so I, I simply don't, and I think a number of, of uh, peace commissioners uh, would agree with me, I simply don't want to be part of this uh, if people want to go to the solicitor, that's entirely their business. But I don't want my signature uh, uh, to be on a, on a form like that. I would have children who are uh, would would like to get on the the, the 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 ladder. They're paying huge amounts in rents, and and I get this. And particularly in relation to to the stress that it would cause to young families, uh, I think it's time for a lot of peace commissioners to draw a line under it and say we're not going to go back to sign these. What are you anticipating when all this comes into play? Because it appears to me uh, that this is a government not for turning on this issue. Uh, I'm anticipating that they're putting peace commissioners in a very invidious position where they have to decide between whether they they want to sign something or or whether they're not going to sign something. Uh, On the basis of what's been said in the media, uh, there's a reasonable presumption that a lot of landlords will see this as an opportunity to get out of the market um, and and that's going to have consequences. My concern is that it's going to have consequences for people already in, in housing. It is going to put greater pressure 
pressure on housing lists. It is going to put greater pressure on uh, people who, uh, to perhaps maybe house share, to uh, I think cause a so- sofa uh, squat, yeah. whatever. I, I think I, I think it's going to cause enormous stress to an, an awful lot of people. I mean, I have emails and one or two people who I think may eventually talk to me who tell me, give me their scenario. For example, they are a landlord, but they have children who mm. need to find accommodation coming home from England. I think in one case, coming from Australia, in another mm-hmm. case. They need to get the property back because their own children are at the risk of being homeless. There are so many different scenarios out I there. I get that. How, how, are you, how is the solution going to be found to look after everyone? And then at the same time, people who may find themselves in a few weeks' time are uh, homeless. Well, 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 you started the start of this conversation by talking about councillors, and I, I can understand exactly how councillors feel because I've always felt that councillors are the ones who are more on the ground than perhaps maybe a deputy who might be spending a lot of time in Dublin during the week. But councillors do meet people of all parties and councillors will tell you, regardless of party, that you know the reality is you've got to get back to this scenario where you build more local authority houses. Mm. Uh, if you do that, it will certainly take the steam out of demand for renting in the private sector. Um, it would have the regu- effect of reducing rent it would also have the effect of reducing the, the increase in, in uh, house prices. Yeah. Um, there is no alternative. It really has to come back to local authorities being given the money and if they have the land or being given access to land to build local authority houses yeah. with gardens, with communities. That's what we need to get back to. But right now you as a peace commissioner are going to refuse to sign any, in, in, in the most simplistic way possible, yeah. describe what you're refusing to sign. I, I, if, if I'm presented with one of these statutory declaration forms if someone contacts me to, to ask whether I would consider it, I'll have to unfortunately decline them. And could that lead to you being removed as a peace commissioner? Well, look, I, I don't know what if there are consequences. I, I don't believe so. But, um, you know, <laughs> think for a moment about someone who gets uh, a notice to quit. Um, you know, that's, I think, an awful lot more serious than whether I have letters after my name or not. Okay, Joe. Thank you very much. We, we are going to leave it, but you, you did, uh, on a lighter vein, you, you noticed that Joe Biden is coming to uh, Ireland. Uh, you're going to make a suggestion that he comes to Timon. I was out there on, on Sunday, and I guarantee if he does come to Timon, he'll get the best welcome he could ever get, because I'm still quite full after all the tea and buns and scones and everything out there. They're, they're such a wonderful, welcoming people. Well, so you reckon he should come to Timon? President Biden has strong family connections with County Wexford. He's not the first US president. He's the latest one. I think we should be very proud of it. I, I, I think I'm proud of uh, having an American president who has very, very... What's the link? I, I think I, I think a, a, a one of his great grandparents came from uh, Tumon, or perhaps a great great grandparent. Right. Certainly, an awful lot stronger connection that Barack Obama might have had with Money Gall. So uh, he's going to be here for five days. It wouldn't be wonderful if you'd come and visit us. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.